0: Okay, you guys heard that, right?
1: Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you.
0: Not funny.
1: Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Boos. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the Whaley House in California.
0: doo, dookity I...
1: I did not really know a lot about this house before I researched it, but man, did I learn a lot.
0: Yeah, it's like 10 pages worth.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, we have 10 pages of research, but granted, it's because I put Reddit experiences in there, and some of the Reddit experiences were kind of long. (laughs) So that's the only reason why it's really 10 pages.
0: Because
1: the research part of my episode ended on page four. Ooh. So there's that.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was okay. It was kind of just like any other day.
0: Yeah, didn't, didn't really do a lot your food.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> should have been another Halloween.
1: Yeah, it should have. Honestly, <laughs> replace every holiday with <laughs> Halloween except for Christmas because I like Christmas too. Yeah. Speaking of Christmas, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be December 1st. Mm-hmm. So Christmas will be soon.
0: No, it's really coming up fast.
1: What? The new year? Our
0: one, our one year podcast anniversary.
1: Ooh, that, yes, that's true also. Which I think for that, I want to do maybe like a QA, but I'm not sure. That'll be fun. Like a special episode Q and A type thing, or we could do our boo experiences then too. Oh yeah! Or we could do a double feature.
0: Ooh, oh, a double Ryan Murphy coming for your brand, and we're gonna do it right.
1: <laughs> uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was
0: good. It was like any other day. Yeah, <laughs> I watched. So I was watching the Macy's Day Parade, and I love to do that. No one else in my family does.
1: Yeah, we watched the Macy's Day Parade too. It's like a tradition I in our family.
0: Nobody.
1: Yeah, I was That's watching we decorators. were watching and mom was like, who's that? And I was like, I don't know any of these people anymore. The only people that I knew were Steve and Joe and Josh. I think that was literally.
0: And that made my heart so happy to see that.
1: Same. I was like, oh look, it's all for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you. Wanna know a random fact that really messed me up recently though? What's that? Is that Joe's real name is not Joe. What is it? Uh I don't remember what it is. Let me Google this real quick. Oh, okay. So Joe's real name is Donovan.
0: My mind is blown.
1: No wonder he changed it. <laughs> Sorry.
0: It's the most plain name in the dictionary.
1: Donnie. Donnie. Anyways, yeah, those were the only three that I knew. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we can turn this off now.
0: <laughs> um. Did you watch Santa? At
1: mm. the end? It was on, but I don't think I was out there at that point because I was a little moody yesterday. Not That lie.
0: was the fucking <laughs> jolliest Santa I've ever seen in my entire life. He was like jumping on his float. Ooh, dangerous. Like, Santa, calm down.
1: <laughs> so dangerous.
0: Oh. Yeah, I was
1: a little moody yesterday, so.
0: <laughs> Why were you moody? I don't
1: know. I just was not in good mood. Everybody was <laughs> bugging me. <laughs> i was literally sitting there and i was like i'm just gonna go in my room for like 20 hours and stay there and never come out
0: that's a that's a hard mood right there
1: and then i was like well, I, I knew that we were gonna have freaking turkey for dinner
0: please tell me what was on your plate for dinner bro
1: um like the tiniest sliver of turkey <laughs> Uh, mashed potatoes with gravy on it, uh, a roll, and then I ate one devil egg, and I gagged while I ate it because <laughs> I was thinking about our conversation about deviled eggs. And <laughs> I was like, oh, "Why did I do we that? We don't
0: do that. We don't do that, honey."
1: But then I had some bomb ass apple pie for dessert. Mm, it was real good. Oh, I had spinach dip too at one point during the day.
0: Oh, I love spinach dip. You know what I made? Okay like an appetizer for my sisters for Thanksgiving. It was crescent rolls, but it was like brie and then cranberry. And it was so yummy.
1: That sounds good. But though.
0: yeah, it was really yummy. I felt like bougie. It was like $10 for that small circle of cheese. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm in debt. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, that's all I have to add on
1: Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> just yeah, it was kind of just like a, any other day, honestly. I feel you. But, do you know it would not be like any other day? What? Our topic for this week. Ooh. Okay, so if you could visit any haunted place completely free of charge, where would you go? I feel like we might have the same answer.
1: I feel like we'll have the same answer as well um I feel like okay because there's so many places that I want to go so it's hard to narrow it down to just one but I feel like I would say the Winchester Mystery Museum because I've that's mine too. To I that's feel like mine. I have to choose that one because if I don't I feel like I'm cheating on it because I've always wanted to go there
0: mm-hmm. and I feel like we wouldn't be haunted
1: yeah I feel like <laughs> I don't remember if we discussed this my answer might have changed from our episode then to now but I don't know if I think the house is haunted
0: I think everything's haunted.
1: <laughs> I think if it is, it wouldn't hurt us. So we could go.
0: Um, side topic Your feet just scared the shit out of me because I thought there was <laughs> something in your room. <laughs> I was like, um, boy, there's a skinwalker right behind you. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I would let it get me right now. Oh, not putting that out into the universe. Just kidding. Take that no, back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: she's just in a silly goofy mood. <laughs> but yeah, I agree, yeah. Winchester. I just think it's like so cool. Not that it's like super expensive to get in anyway. All right. But
1: But then that counts if it's completely free, that counts for your travel and charge too and your hotel wherever you stay. Oh,
0: even better. And your food. Where's Okay, so the going off of this a little bit. So, Winchester, I it's like it's scary but like where's another place that you would be like okay i'll just I'll, I'll do it i'll do it if you could do it for free mine is the island of dolls
1: Ooh, that's a good one that is a good one because then that would be expensive to go to because of the travel costs
0: mm-hmm. hmm.
1: where would i go other than winchester mm-hmm. you would go
0: back to rolling hills
1: we didn't even go there in the first oh,
0: laborly, place. Waverly, sorry.
1: Well, I would go back, but I would pay to go back there. So, mm. I don't know because I feel like half the places that I would choose aren't really expensive in the first place, and they're like kind of close.
0: And I feel like half the places we want to go, you can just
1: yeah, you <laughs> it's can like breaking
0: going. breaking and entering.
1: Well, <laughs> illegal. We don't do that, Bob. I feel like I would choose some place like out of the country because. If it's completely free, then you got to get your bang for your buck. But I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly where I would go out of the country.
0: What about Chernobyl?
1: Ooh, I would love to. Honestly, I would love to go there. Uh, Mm -hmm. It would be so dangerous, obviously, because a freaking nuclear blast happens there. (laughs) But I've always been so fascinated with Chernobyl. So have I. Do you remember the... I think it was just called Chernobyl with Jesse McCartney. Jesse McCartney, yes. I was just <laughs>
0: thinking about that.
1: I love that movie and everybody else hated it. It
0: scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it doesn't take much.
1: Bobby. Honey. <laughs> <Funny. laughs>
0: <laughs> I have not gotten better. I was going to say I've gotten better, but I haven't.
1: Lie. <laughs> well, the lie detector test <laughs> determined.
0: <laughs> you are not the father.
1: I used to skip people to watch him. Same. (laughs) But was it really skipping, though? Because I was depressed, so I needed that mental health day. (laughs) Exactly.
0: The amount of mental health days I would have taken if that was a thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The limit does not exist. (laughs) I would have been homeschooled at that point. (laughs) I wanted to be. (laughs) Oh, honestly, same. Let me tell you. When I got into college and realized that I could take online classes, ooh, honey, I was <laughs> all over that. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> oh. All right.
0: Should we get? Should we get into the Whaley House?
1: Yes.
0: All right. So the Willie House is located in San Diego, California, and is a Greek revival style building. I had to look this up. It's pretty cool, though.
1: I feel like wasn't, I think the Sorrel Weed House was that kind of style, too.
0: Yeah. Although I feel like the Sorrel Weed House, they were all like, it's beautiful. I'm like, it is.
1: I was like, it's a literal box.
0: (laughs) I've seen nicer trailers. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Come at me. The raw weed house (laughs) anyway (laughs) i'm about to get haunted tonight the house was perhaps doomed from the start as it was built over what was once a graveyard and also it was the location where a man named james robinson aka yankee jim had been hanged for stealing a boat i mean there's all the information you need right there Construction started in 1856 with Thomas Whaley creating the design of his future home. A year later, Thomas and his family moved into the house. Located inside was also the Whaley General Store, and at various other points, they had a county courthouse and a movie theater, along with the living quarters for the Whaley's.
1: Damn, they had everything up in there. (laughs)
0: Literally. Maybe they had the right idea. didn't have to go see anybody.
1: Yeah, they have a store in (laughs) there, a movie theater, they have a courthouse. I mean, let's do that.
0: Lived that field with cottages is sounding better and better every day yep <laughs> in august of 1856 thomas and ann had a baby they named thomas jr 18 months later the baby contracted scarlet fever and passed away so sad shortly after the death of their baby the area that was the general store caught on fire and was completely destroyed
1: damn
0: that's weird that's suspicious the Whaley's ended up moving to San Francisco as a way to deal with their grief, which that's healthy, right? That's just like yeah, every horror are just ever. Yeah, they
1: just got to get away for a little bit.
0: <laughs> Thomas ended up investing in stock over the next decade that proved quite fruitful. And with the money from his investments, the family moved back to the house in San Diego to repair it. The restoration was completed in 1868, and for a period of time, all was well with the Whaley family. In 1882, two of the Whaley daughters, Violet and Anna, had gotten married. Violet married a man named George T. Bertolosi?
1: Bertolosi? Blocky? Maybe Bertolacci.
0: Bertolacci, That. There we go. We're going to go with that. And Anna married a man named John T. Whaley. Is that her brother?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That was a little. <laughs> it was a little confusing.
0: It was and this is how Pharaoh people came about? <laughs>
1: i don't think it was her brother i think it's the same name
0: (laughs) (laughs) three years later in 1885 violet committed suicide in the house by shooting herself in the chest with a 32 caliber gun the reason behind her suicide was because berta that guy was a con artist who married her solely to get her family's fortune when this didn't pan out for him he bolted They ended up getting divorced, however, in these times that was heavily looked down upon, and Violet knew she was going to be shunned in society. Her suicide note quoted a poem by Thomas Hood titled Bridge of Sighs that read, Mad from life's history, swift to the death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere, out of this world. And she was only 22 years old at the time of her tragic end.
1: That's so sad. That is sad.
0: That kind of brought my
1: mood down a little bit. Damn it, Berlachi, or whatever the
0: heck your name is. Corinne, another Whaley daughter, was engaged during this time. However, her fiancé left her after the scandal that her sister's suicide had caused. Probably because his ass was going to do the same thing that blink Chocolate Man did.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> after all this tragedy, Thomas built the family another house not far from the Whaley house, thus leaving their original home empty for nearly two decades. Damn. Thomas passed away in 1888 due to health issues so his son Francis decided to restore the original Whaley house. Francis turned the house into a tourist attraction. He would play guitar for the guests while telling them stories of the house's history. His remaining family members which included his mother Anna, sister Corinne, and brother George all came back to the house as well and they each remained there until their deaths. The house is now maintained by the Save Our Heritage organization and is considered a California historical landmark and a museum. They offer tours of the house, including historical day tours and evening tours, where they add a little spook into the history.
1: Love a little spook added into my history.
0: So this doesn't seem, well, it's spooky, but like, it just seems very depressing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, this family
0: seems okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is very all depressing, but... The spooky stuff comes in when we get into the haunting, which I'm going to segue into right now. Haunt me, Whaley. The Whaley house is another location that's been dubbed the most haunted house in America. Heard that before. (laughs) Heard that numerous times. Very shortly after the Whaley's moved into the house, they had reported hearing the sounds of heavy footsteps, which they had believed belonged to the ghost of Yankee Jim.
0: I'm sorry, but can you imagine like waking up a dead sleep and going
1: (laughs) It's Yankee Jim! Stop. Help me! (laughs) But no, um, so the Whaley's themselves thought that the house was haunted before any of them even died. Well, I mean, Yankee Jim did die in the lot, so I mean it makes sense.
0: (laughs) I need to look up Yankee Jim. Are there pictures of this guy?
1: (laughs) Oh, my brain feels like it's a little frazzled right now.
0: (laughs) I took my medicine.
1: (laughs) Moving along. (laughs) People passing by the house claimed that they see apparitions in the windows. While the house was being renovated in its later years, workers claimed that they could hear strange noises, see unexplained sights, and smell odd scents. They believed that Yankee Jim was behind these occurrences as well. So Yankee Jim is just getting all the damn blame up in here.
0: He's he's causing lots of
1: problems. Yankee Jim, what are you doing, pal?
0: I'm not stealing boats.
1: It is. (laughs) That was that just rolled right off your tongue.
0: Sometimes I have my good <laughs> one.
1: It is said that a powerful presence can be felt throughout the house. Spirit of Thomas Jr. can be heard either crying or giggling throughout the house, and occasionally you can hear the sound of his tiny little footsteps running throughout the building.
0: You can hear that, too, in my room at night, usually from 10 to 1.
1: That's terrible. Mostly
0: the crying. <laughs> It's just me. I'm yeah. sad.
1: Um, TJ, buddy, though, can we not do that? Because that's a little scary.
0: <laughs> I'm just so confused why you call them TJ.
1: <laughs> I was like, who?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did she say?
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: TJ, be happy. Violet's ghost is believed to haunt the second floor of the house, and it is thought that she causes cold spots throughout the home.
0: Okay. I feel like that's the most, like, to me, if I felt like a temperature change, I feel like, oh, okay, this place might be haunted, because, like, I always feel, I feel like that's, like, a big thing to, dude, I'm trying, I don't know how to describe
1: it. My thing is, if it's an old house, I feel like there's going to be temperature drops throughout.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Because, like, the windows might not be up to standards now, or whatever, I don't know. yeah. The floorboards might be correct i don't know to,
0: <laughs> i would like to point out that um tj here and his sister violet they do like stay on their own levels so they're like okay yeah. i got the first one they down they
1: have their own floor you hit
0: up the second floor yeah that's really nice
1: i love that <laughs> well thomas and anna have the stairwell so thomas
0: Oh, there we go. Uh,
1: and Thomas Sr. is often seen wearing his signature look, which consisted of a top hat and a coat. And allegedly, he likes to stand at the top of the stairs and look down over them.
0: Okay, I would be terrified if I saw a coat in a top hat. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't that freak you
1: out? Like, oh. Well, it's because it's old fashioned, so it's out of place. So you're like, okay, you don't belong here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, gosh.
1: The scent of Anna's favorite perfume is also smelled throughout the house. The chandelier in the music room allegedly swings back and forth on its own when there is no wind in the house. Career. A mist-like anomaly can be seen in areas of the building. And lastly, there's the usual lights flickering on and off throughout the house.
0: Nice. Okay. That's, so there's quite there's quite a bit. Yeah. Nothing, like, very malicious, though. No, not at all. Which is nice. We like that. This is this is the haunt I would visit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this can be your free haunt, Bob.
0: There you go. I'm down. It's in California, correct? Yeah. So we could hit up we could hit up the Whaley and the yeah. And yeah. So the Whaley House has certainly had its time to shine in pop culture. In the 2007 movie Hellboy: Blood and Iron, the Whaley House was mentioned, and one of the characters makes a reference to Yankee Jim. Get it, Jim. <laughs> the house was featured in a 2009 episode of Most Terrifying Places in America. I always say I want to sit down and re watch
1: those, but I enough. never like old no, episodes. I feel like episodes. I
0: saw it on YouTube not too long ago.
1: Yeah, it probably is.
0: That's where I watch Don't Be Afraid of the Dark.
1: <laughs> Love that movie, our show. Oh. <laughs> <It was> also... <laughs>
0: Benji's like, that's like my favorite scary movie. I go, Katie Holmes gets like dismembered.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember now. Because okay. <laughs> I remember being like, oh. Isn't that little <sighs> Bailey Madison girl in it? Well, she's not little. Yeah. Anymore, girl in it. That's her. Loved her in um, Strangers Pray at Night.
0: Oh, I that is such a like that's underrated a movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. The ending. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I was like, this is so not possible. <laughs> <laughs> It was featured in a 2000 episode of Fact or Faked Paranormal Files. In 2012, an independent movie was released by the Asylum Film Studio titled The Haunting of Willie House. The movie was filmed at. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> like, what did you say? <laughs> like, I didn't see the period. The movie was filmed at the Bambridge House in Long Beach. Also in 2012, the house was featured in The Haunting of Regis philbin on the biography channel philbin had visited the house while filming a morning show in 1964 and claimed to have an experience with mrs Whaley. he is quoted as saying you know a lot of people poo poo it because they can't see it but there was something going on in that house
1: love the terminology you used poo-poo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't oh gosh
1: Okay, I don't know what Regis Fobin looks like. I mean, I probably do, but I don't. (laughs) But when he said it like that, I pictured Leslie Jordan saying it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Leslie Jordan, will you come on the podcast?
1: (laughs) Love you. Rob
0: Deirdrick allegedly lived next door to the house and said in an episode of Ridiculousness that he would spend his nights calling for Old Man Whaley.
1: Okay.
0: That's that's a little little silly. (laughs) Like,
1: were you... Were you taunting him? What were you doing?
0: Probably. (laughs) Emily. (laughs) She would taunt the shit. Uh, In 2014, the Ghost Adventures team visited the house. During this episode, they experienced hearing EVPs, could hear footsteps in the floor above, and had feelings of a spiritual presence being near.
1: I watched this episode the other day, and I feel like this was, like, the most boring episode of Ghost Adventures that I've ever watched.
0: Really?
1: I don't know if it was just because I, like... Okay, because when you watch Ghost Adventures, Ghost Adventures, you have to be in the mood for it.
0: You You really do. You
1: can't just put it on and be like, "Yes, we're gonna watch Ghost Adventures." You have to like sit there and be like, "Okay, we're gonna be in the mood for this, and we're gonna watch it." Because if you're not (laughs) in the mood for it, you're gonna be bored. And I think literally.
0: Lastly, in 2017, the boys from BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural filmed an episode there. This video has amassed over 12 million views on YouTube, which they're in the midst of their final season.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet. I need to. I'm I need so to sad. It. Love the boys. Take a deep breath, everyone, because this is <clears> a <throat> lot.
0: She's not lying.
1: Obviously, we trolled Reddit for the topic of this week, which is Whaley House, in case you all forgot in the two seconds that we were gone. Well, we were gone for more than two seconds because we had a little crisis a little bit, but (laughs) it's okay.
0: If you only knew, (laughs) y'all. Okay.
1: (laughs) But anyways, there was a lot of stuff on the Whaley House on Reddit, surprisingly. There is. So we're just gonna get right into it because like I said, it's a lot. The first post we have is from the username S underscore R33 from one year ago and they wrote, for anyone who is not aware, the Whaley house is known as one of the most haunted places in California. The house is in Old Town, San Diego, one of the oldest neighborhoods created when, when everyone moved West. A lot of the houses in the surrounding neighborhood are from the 1800s and preserved for historical purposes. The Whaley House is most well-known because even in its prime, the land it was on was a hanging ground for criminals. Then when the home was built, the Whaley's who resided there had many deaths and tragedies befall them. Due to its long history in San Diego, it was a general store, theater, and courtroom at one point. It has now turned into a museum of sorts, and they currently do ghost tours. So for the backstory, the Whaley's had a few children, one of the most well-known still to this day being Violet Whaley. So Violet Whaley was one of their daughters who had gotten married in 1882 to a man by the name of George T. Bertolacci. And as it turns out, good old George was a con man and had only married Violet for a dowry that was promised to him upon marriage. Shortly after they wed, he skipped out on Violet, leaving her divorced. And being a divorced woman in any circumstance back then was frowned upon and the women were typically shunned. This too was the case for Violet. And because of her love for George and her neighbors blaming her for the divorce, she sunk into a deep depression. A few years after the divorce was... When finally Violet succumbed to her depression and died by suicide, she had gone to the back house in the yard right behind the main house using her father's .32 caliber revolver shot herself. Her death was just one of the tragedies to take place on the property. If you take the ghost tour, they explain Violet's ghost is one of the most prevalent ghosts to roam the property due to her tragic death. When I took this tour, they did mention details about each family member, but most notably about Violet and her love for lavender perfume, and how some people have noticed that the feeling of not being alone and a strong whiff of her perfume when on the property. Now on to my experience. When you do the tour, you go through the whole house, two stories up and downstairs. Behind the house is the back house where Violet shot herself and a bench in front of the back house. Surrounding the Whaley House is Old Town, which is covered in Mexican bars and restaurants and is mostly updated on a busy street full of cars and tourists. A walk around the busy street, everything typically smells like delicious Mexican food. So when me and a friend finished the tour, we were trying to decide if we wanted to walk around to go grab drinks at one of the surrounding restaurants and decided to take a seat on the bench in the backyard to make a plan. We were one of the last tours of the day, so once we finished, everyone else from the tour had dispersed and we were the only ones in the vicinity. While we were talking, everything was normal, but I felt this weird vibe, and all of a sudden, I noticed a strong smell of lavender. Mm -hmm. Mind you, there is no lavender surrounding the house because I immediately looked to see where the smell was coming from. I asked my friend if they noticed the same thing, and we both agreed that there was a strong, sudden lavender smell. It lingered for a few minutes and then disappeared. Again, I double-checked that no person was around me or no flowers that could be causing the smell. The only explanation I could provide was that Violet Whaley had given us a visit that day.
0: Oh, so nothing too spooky no that's interesting though
1: yeah
0: I gotta take a sip of water for take a this deep week. breath
1: Bob this, this uh, buckle
0: long. up booze because you about to go on a ride
1: and by a ride we mean three pages of this story
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> oh, okay this next story comes from the username scared of six cents posted two years ago same Scared of sixth sense. They wrote the following story is true. Okay, well,
1: okay, well, like, now you're making me making me judgy a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's my best attempt at documenting an event that changed the way I viewed our world and the reality that surrounds it. I don't claim. I don't know why I took such a deep breath. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't claim to understand the afterlife or have any special connection to it. I believe people sometimes hear, see, and feel things they can't explain. Maybe these things are proof of an afterlife. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. But I believe one day I will find out. When I first glimpsed Old Town San Diego, I wanted none of it. A quick scan of Main Street showed souvenir shops and not restaurants and i wasn't in the mood for cowboy themed shot glasses or old west themed bumper stickers they sound grumpy yeah
1: they do (laughs) this would be emily
0: (laughs) (laughs) we miss you this week emily i was hungry (laughs) i was hungry and didn't want to play spooky old west okay after. after about 45 minutes of those exact things i was fed up and famished i guided my companion toward a courtyard where i saw more activity and possible food we stepped into the courtyard and were greeted by a very old and large tree i looked toward it to com- to comment on its age and size i wanted to say something funny positive and friendly I wanted to try to change the evening's vibe due to my disagreeable mood. That's the hanging tree, I proclaimed with an air of assurance and familiarity. No,
1: we don't joke like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My statement puzzled us both, and I realized I didn't know what I was saying or why. How do you know, she demanded. I stopped and responded a little nervously turning to her and admitting not sure. The answer satisfied neither of us, but we kept walking. We strolled the edges of the courtyard, examining the shop for any kind of restaurant. We circled the back of the tree and started to exit the courtyard. I kept my eye on that tree as if expecting it to explain itself to me more. I didn't like being in old town San Diego or in that courtyard. I suddenly really needed to leave. I quickened my pace to exit the courtyard, hugging the side of a house when I suddenly felt what I can only describe as static electricity coming from the house affecting the right side of my body. This fuzziness wrapped around my arm, shoulder, neck, and head. The sensation, as best I remember it, made me feel as if I was suddenly a part of something. I started to enjoy the tingle, but then pulled away, bumping into my girlfriend slightly. Her physical body grounded me for a moment. There's something wrong with this house. Something's here." My words were desperate and just flowing as if I wasn't choosing them. I now felt a renewed, stronger sense of this electricity. This fuzziness was as if I was standing outside of a very, very hot steam room. I couldn't actually feel anything, but I had no doubt there was something. Is it a restaurant, she asked innocently, half paying attention? No, I mean, there's something wrong here. I feel weird. It was an understatement. I wasn't able to articulate everything I was experiencing. I wanted to scream the words, but tried to remain calm and in control. I started to almost feel dizzy and short of breath. She got the hint and pulled her head back, squinting at me. You don't see dead people. Come on, stop. I'm hungry, too. Trying to keep us on task. (laughs) no no this isn't a joke this is real i spoke listlessly so i tried to accentuate my point by looking in through a window into the house and urging her to do the same we noticed items through that window that made me think this house was preserved since the late 1800s and i offered that to her as proof that something was going on she didn't expect accept my observations and became annoyed i was transfixed and pulling ahead of her i began hurrying toward the front of the house to find the front door and get inside we reached the front of the house greeted by a young girl wearing winona rider's costume from beetlejuice and another man wearing the costume of an undertaker from the late 1800s we stopped quickly they turned and smiled at us as they stopped chatting and stepped into character not hiding the theatrics of it the man took a step up Took a step toward us and bowed slightly, saying, Welcome to the Willie House, the most haunted house in the US registry. I immediately felt a sense of relief mixed with a sense of dread. I turned to my partner who had widened her eyes, dropped her jaw, and turned pale. See, I whispered, I'm not crazy. This is real. But I did feel crazy. For the first time ever, I actually questioned my sanity. Wondered if this was an episode, as people who talk about nervous breakdowns refer it to. I felt dizzy, scared, nauseous, and strangely excited. Yep. Sounds like an episode. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I needed to find why this was happening. I needed to find the source. The two actors tried to sell us on paying for entry, but I didn't hear anything. I just gave them two $20 bills and stepped through the open front door. A guide also greeted us and began to talk, but I stepped past him and walked into the large courtroom to the left, moving with compulsion. The fuzziness that was around the house was inside as well, so I didn't notice it when I walked inside. I only really noticed a change when I moved from the house to the attached courtroom. The fuzziness was now less like electricity and more like sound as if i just stepped into a room full of people screaming and arguing except the room was completely empty and quiet my chest began to tighten and i needed to sit i felt like i couldn't breathe and sat quickly in a middle row of the courtroom staring at the judge's bench too afraid to look anywhere else my partner drifted up next to me with a concerned look on her face and sat down silently can you feel all of this i asked believing that she wouldn't I'm pretty sure I would be mocked. Yes, this place is weird, heavy. I was surprised by her response, but relieved I wasn't alone in these (laughs) sensations. Let's get out of here, I said as I took her hand and pulled her toward the house entrance, that feeling of silent screaming following me, and I desperately wanted it to stop. As we crossed back into the house, it did stop. In fact, everything stopped. We were just in an old preserved house, and I felt nothing peculiar. Within a split second, everything lifted, and my mood changed to annoyed disbelief. I can't believe we paid for this, I said aloud. Strangely, my girlfriend agreed. Really, this is all kinds of dumb, but let's walk through the rest of our house and get our money's worth. She agreed casually. As I look back, this transition and attitude for both of us is one of the most concerning things about that night i followed her through the room scoffing at the stories each spot supposedly held i forgot about every feeling i had outside in the courtyard or in the courtroom it was as if the valve to a power source had been shut tight mind was wiped clear of the memory we made our way to the second floor, took photos in each room as suggested by the guide. At the top of the stairs, we settled into one of the larger rooms that had a stage built into it for entertaining. This was called the theater room. We both thought it was charming and hung in there for a while. A family of 4 came up the stairs and joined us. They looked frightened and concerned. They were suspiciously checking behind doors down the hallway. It felt like as if they were also actors. I began to become more annoyed. We come here every year. The father explained after my first visit, something happened. So I've made it a point to return once a year. That's commitment. (laughs) Wait, what happened? We asked together. Well, the first visit is hard to explain. The last visit before I met my wife really stands out to me. He checks on his wife and kids and she nods, allowing him to continue, but takes the two boys out of the room. Well, he continued, I came here a while back and was excited to see the place. So I get to the stairs and on my way up towards this room, I notice that the plastic divider stopping people from entering is giving off a reflection from inside the room, a reflection of the fireplace lit and burning really nicely. He coughs nervously. You see, they used to keep a divider up and not let anyone in here. When I see that they turned on the fireplace, I get excited, but I'm wondering why they would do that and not remove the divider in the doorframe. I get to the door, peek my head in towards the fireplace, and it's completely cold. Just as it is now. That's when I get a cold chill and step back slowly looking for a reflection on the divider, and I see it. I see the reflection of the room and the fireplace in full blaze, yet I look back in and no fire. Nothing. He just locks eyes with me. He's scared, and he isn't lying. He believes this happened. And then what I pleaded... I ran. That was enough fun for one visit. I just ran right back to pick my pickup and left. That's a Bobby move. <laughs> well. His wife and two boys re enter the room. One boy, about seven, is biting his nails again. My thinking turned dark as if I'm convinced I'm surrounded by liars trying to con me. I become angry, stepping away from everyone as if not wanting to be a part of this charade. What I'm feeling doesn't make sense. I'm starting to feel dizzy again, as if the valve is reopening. I walk over to the window near the side to the stage. I look outside to gain my sense of balance and wish that I was out there in the street where it was simpler and I wasn't so tormented. The nausea kicks back in and I get strange idea that I may not be able to leave this room. Is everything okay in here? The guide asked, breaking our silence. We all just stared at him blankly. We've all been in this room a while and it reported to have the most activity, so I just came to uh, check as if on cue the family and my girlfriend started slowly leaving the theater room. <laughs> you disgust me i thought you want me out when i paid good money to be here fucking asshole
1: Damn, where's this thought,
0: come from? literally these thoughts of mine get angrier and darker as everyone else starts to shuffle out of the room i began thinking loudly as if talking i can't stay here as long as i've i can stay here as long as i fucking want i will fucking sleep here if i feel like it because there's nothing here and this is all a hoax asshole as these uncontrolled dark defiant thoughts formed i noticed movement my movement i was supposed to be standing still in an angry protest but i wasn't i was moving towards the door as i reached the edge of the theater room i felt my collar on the back of my shirt release as if someone had been holding it simultaneously i stepped through the doorway and stumbled around halfway to find no one in back of me the room was completely empty i spun back around to face my travel partner who seemed amused animated movements. Please give me the camera, I asked. She handed me the camera that was hanging around her neck. I grabbed it from her quickly, spun back around facing the theater room, held the camera in front of me at my chin level, and snapped a photo. If you want to take a photo of that room, you need to step inside You got most of the doorway in that shot, she asserted. It's fine, I said, handing her the camera. I'm never going into that room again. Two weeks later, my girlfriend called me from work. I answered the phone, hearing her quickly, quickly. We got something. Huh? Where? What do you mean? The old town San Diego photos. There's something in one of them. I didn't believe it, nor did I recall the experience very well, but I agreed to meet her that night and take a look. She came to my place and dumped a stack of photos on my lap. Here, see if you can find it. She challenged. I quickly looked through the 50 or so photos. There's nothing here. What are you talking about? I asked lazily. Are you serious? Okay, look at these. She said as she handed me three specific photos of the inside of the Whaley house. I focused on them and then remembered the courtyard and the tree and started to get chills. I held the photo at the top of this post and really looked at it. That's when the figure in the window presented itself, himself to me. He, it, the shape. Michael Myers is at the Whaley House. Ooh. That's interesting whatever seemed to push away from the 2d photo world and into my space like a 3d hologram i dropped the photos and turned cold you see it she jumped up yeah that's something we proceeded to look at the photo study it, and i played along until she left me with it after she left i felt deeply disturbed it went against all common sense i didn't and still don't understand it. I don't want this to be real or to have happened. To this day, the story is hard to tell and the memories are uncomfortable to feel. Maybe writing about will capture them and put them to rest. Only one can hope.
1: God damn! That was a whole fucking novel.
0: That was really well written, though. I it liked was. it. I felt like I could picture it. Um, I would love to see the picture. Same. <laughs> but um so was your travel partner was it your girlfriend you, you called her so many different things
1: it was all of the above <laughs> <sighs>
0: but no that's it was it was very interesting
1: yeah if you're not an author already scared of sixth sense maybe you should look into that yeah okay let's see if we can tap that i don't think we're going to but
0: i don't think so
1: The last experience that we have is from username atropa underscore belladonna11, and it was posted four years ago. They wrote, I'm a native San Diegan, San Diegan, (laughs) whatever, and have visited the Whaley house countless times. I've only experienced paranormal activity twice. The first time was when I was about 12 or 13, and I'm 24 now, so this was a while ago. My family and I were in Old Town for lunch and decided to take a tour of the Whaley house just for fun. It was mid-afternoon when we started our tour. I snapped pictures in every room as our guide explained the home's history. After each picture I took, I would zoom in and examine it in hopes of finding something paranormal. Out of the crap ton of pictures I took, only three had something interesting in them. Two of the pictures taken in the courtroom in the theater had very distinct, large, perfectly circular orbs in them. The Mm -hmm. third picture also taken in the theater was a bit creepy. There seemed to be a black shadow hiding behind the curtains on the stage. I was super excited and was looking forward to examining them on my computer once I got home. So our tour ended and we walked out. When we were outside of the Whaley house, I suddenly had the strong urge to check the pictures again, but they were gone. Every picture I had taken in the home was gone. I never knew how to explain that because all my other pictures on the camera are fine. Second experience was last summer. My boyfriend and I decided to take a nighttime tour of the house after eating at Baro Baro Saloon. Things were strange from the very start. I felt like someone was watching me and standing behind me the entire time I was in the home. Things got really strange when we entered the dining room. As soon as we entered, the entire vibe of the group had changed. There seemed to be this really dark vibe in there. People started sweating profusely. Yes, it was summer and it was already stuffy in the home, but I'm talking about like way hotter than it should have been. We were all dripping sweat. Our guide was telling us some of the paranormal encounters in that particular room when a woman in the group suddenly fainted. She legit dropped straight to the floor. The people she was with immediately helped her up, and as soon as she stood up, the door, I don't know which room it led to, but the door towards the back of the dining room slammed shut all on its own. And the door closed so forcefully that the person standing next to it and our guide practically jumped out of their skin. Ooh. Our guide looked terrified and told us, that happens all the time, I don't like this room, and let us out. Nothing else besides the constant feeling of being watched happened until towards the end of the tour. So we walked down the stairs and we're standing in front of the rooms that have the velvet ropes in the doorway. I'm not sure what room it is, maybe the parlor. My boyfriend started to swing the velvet rope as he was waiting for some people to move out of our way. I was just minding my own business when my boyfriend said, oh my God, and suddenly stopped playing with the rope. I asked what was wrong and he just motioned towards the rope. He would push the rope enough so that it noticeably swung and after about two swings, it would come to a complete stop, almost as if someone was stopping it. He did that a couple times, but then got really scared. He told me to try to swing the rope. I did, but it felt like something on the other side was pushing back, preventing me from pushing the rope. It was weird, and we left ASAP.
0: Damn. That is spooky. There's a lot going on at this place.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is. It doesn't really seem like all malicious, though. It just seems like it's just...
0: No. It seems like if you want a good haunt, yeah, but don't want to get possessed...
1: Yeah. You can go Go to the Whaley house.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Whaley house.
1: (laughs) And now time for a Boo Crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Baby Boo, it's time for your Boo Crew moment.
0: It is. I'm pulling up my little article right now. So this is from this is an article on a missing person from medium.com it's called vanished in the dark where is brandon swanson
1: i don't think i've heard this
0: it's interesting i've been seeing a lot more about it recently and um i know it's it's very it's weird it's odd
1: educate me educate all of us
0: Basically, a college student vanished after having a minor car accident and was on the phone with his parents at the moment he went missing. Brandon Swanson, a 19-year-old from Marshall, Minnesota, went missing on May 14, 2008. After graduating from Marshall High School in 2007, he had enrolled at the Minnesota West Community and Technical College. He was interested in studying wind turbines, so chose to attend the Canby campus and had a wind energy technology course of study. Classes ended on May 13th and he went out that night with some of his classmates to celebrate the end of the semester. He started his night at a party in Lynn, a small town located about seven miles to the southwest of his home in Marshall. He later left Lynn and headed 35 miles northwest to Canby, a drive that would have taken around 40 minutes to complete. He said goodbye to his friends sometime after midnight and headed for home. Brandon was extremely familiar with the 30 mile drive from Canby to Marshall, as he made it almost every day. The entire drive is done on one road as the two towns are directly connected by State Highway 68. There is little traffic in the area and the drive would normally take less than 35 minutes. Brandon ran into some trouble on his drive. He accidentally drove his Chevy Lumina off the road and got it stuck in a small ditch. He made repeated attempts at freeing the car, but had been unable to budget. After repeated calls to his friends went unanswered, he called his parents at 1.54 a.m. He reassured them that he wasn't hurt at all and there didn't appear to be any damage to the car. He just needed help getting it back on the road. Brian and Anita Swanson told their son they would leave right away to help him free the car. Brandon gave them directions to where he was waiting with the car. He was midway between Lynn and Marcia. going by what he had told them. Brian believed that he knew exactly where he needed to go, about a 10-minute drive from their home. It didn't take long for Brian and Anita to arrive at the location they believed Brandon was at. But they were unable to see him or his car. They called Brandon on his cell phone and told him to keep an eye out for them. After a couple of minutes, they started honking their horn and flashing the headlights of their pickup truck, hoping that Brandon would be able to spot them. They were surprised when Brandon said he couldn't hear their horn or see any lights on the road. They questioned if Brandon had directed them to the correct location, but he was certain that he had. Changing tactics, they had Braden start flashing his headlights. Through the phone, they could hear the clicking noise made as he turned his lights off and on. They peered out into the darkness, hoping to see a glow in the distance, but they still couldn't see a thing. It didn't make sense to them as they were surrounded by wide open fields. There was no reason why their view of Braden's car would be obstructed. If he was on that road, they should have been able to see him. Brian and Anita remained on the phone with Brandon the entire time they were searching for him, and he was starting to get aggravated. He was sure he had accurately described his location to his parents, and he he couldn't understand why they were unable to follow his directions. They insisted that they were exactly where Brandon told them to go, but Brandon was certain that they were the ones who were confused. Finally, his frustration reached a boiling point, and he hung up on his mother. She called him right back and apologized. Given the situation, his frustration was understandable. Though Brandon had initially thought it would be best for him to stay with his stranded car, he was convinced his parents had somehow ended up in the wrong area and weren't going to be able to find him. No matter how many times he repeated the directions, they didn't seem to understand. Tired of waiting, he decided things would go quicker if he could go to wherever his parents were. He could see lights in the distance coming from what he assumed was Lynn, so he told his parents it would be easier for him to just walk to the town. He told his parents to meet him in the parking lot of a bar, Brian agreed. He dropped Anita off at home and drove to Lynn. Brandon remained on the phone with his father as he walked, updating him on his progress. He said that he was walking along a gravel road, and at one point he mentioned that he could hear running water coming from somewhere nearby. Though he couldn't see anything in the darkness, he just continued to walk towards what he assumed were the lights from Lynn. Brian could do little more than listen as Brandon narrated his journey. Suddenly, shortly after 2.30 and he heard Brandon cry, oh shit, and then call immediately disconnected. Concerned, he frantically tried to call him back, but he was unable to reach him. He called five or six times in quick succession, but all attempts went straight to Brandon's voicemail without ringing. In order for that to happen, either Brandon had turned his phone off or something had happened to render the phone inoperable. Brian wasn't sure what to do. He drove back and forth over the same stretch of road numerous times with no success. There was no sign of Brandon or his car. Annette and Brian started calling from calling some of Brandon's friends and they came out to help look for him. They searched throughout the night, driving down various side roads and screwing the area for any sign of Brandon's car. After a couple of hours went by, they were certain they had thoroughly searched everywhere that Brandon might have gone. They drove back into Lynn and checked the bar parking lot on the off chance that Brandon had somehow managed to make it there. But it was dark and empty by 6.30 a.m. Brian and Annette were one of the, were out of ideas and began to panic. They were certain that something had happened to their son. Unsure of what else they could do, they called the Lynn police to report Brandon missing. Annette and Brian may have been frantic with worrying, but it quickly became clear that police did not share their concern. Brandon was an adult, and he had the right to go missing if he wanted. Anita tried to explain that this wasn't a case of an overprotective parent worrying about a teen who had stayed out too late. Something had happened to Brandon in the instant before his phone went dead, and they were sure it hadn't been anything good. Finally, a couple hours after they initially reported Brandon missing, police and Lynn agreed to open a missing persons case. After a perfunctory search around town, police felt confident that Brandon was not in Lynn. A search of the roads led into the town also failed to yield any evidence. As far as they could tell, Brandon wasn't going to be found anywhere in this vicinity. Brian and Ada had continued their search for Brandon's car, certain they would be able to locate it when the sun came up. But after several hours of searching, they had been unable to locate it. Police obtained Brian's cell phone records, hoping that would help them pinpoint the location of his car. They made a startling discovery. Bryn hadn't been found in Lynn because he had never been anywhere near it. The calls he made to his parents the previous night had been made near Taunton, another small town located along State Highway 68. Taunton was on the main route to Canby, but it was northwest of of Marshall. It was 25 miles away from Lynn. While Taunton was nowhere near Lynn, it made sense that Brandon would have been close to it as he was traveling from the Canby. Less understandable is why he had still been in that area around 2 a.m., leaving Canby on Highway 68. It is a 13-mile drive to Taunton, and it would normally take about 15 minutes from Taunton. Brandon only had another 17 miles to go before he would be in Marshall. If Brandon left Canby shortly after midnight, like his friends believed, it somehow took him nearly two hours to drive only 13 miles. It didn't take long for investigators to locate the car. It had been abandoned in a ditch off of gravel Road just over the Lincoln County Line and about a mile to the north of Highway 68. What do you think happened to Brandon Swanson? This might
1: be a controversy. Oh, hit me with it. I'm going to say aliens. <gasps>
0: aliens, yes.
1: Because he disappeared without a trace, right?
0: Yeah, there's there there's nothing
1: and he was on the phone with his dad so you think that right it was his dad right yeah you would think that his dad would have heard something on like if there were, if another person came and took him or, cu- or killed him or something the dad would have heard that yes and if it was like an animal or something why wouldn't he just be like there's an animal right here yeah so, there's
0: literally just like a oh shit and then I'm
1: gonna say, right say aliens
0: i love that idea that's
1: the only logical explanation
0: i was i was gonna go with bigfoot but he's not he's only in like a corn wheat field yeah. kind of thing but,
1: but but bob you see if it was bigfoot i would have been like holy fuck it's bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, make sure the other person knew <laughs>
0: <laughs> accurate
1: but if it was so, aliens i feel like i'd be a little more starstruck by it <laughs>
0: So there is a lot more to this case, but there's new stuff coming out yeah. recently uh, more information and they've they've never found poor Brandon Swanson.
1: Yeah in all seriousness, so that's really sad. It is sad. And I hope that they but eventually find what happened to him.
0: Aliens, they're making themselves known more now so maybe he'll be back soon.
1: Aliens, honestly, I have been ready for years now, please. I'm offering myself to you. you don't need to abduct random people you can have me okay (laughs) take me choose me me. love me
0: (laughs) oh well guys this has been a super long episode do you want to close it out here
1: yeah i feel like we should because i'm getting a little hangry
0: Hang. oh we don't want brooke hang- we'll get you a nice deviled egg brooke
1: oh no <laughs> i think i'm gonna make myself a burrito bowl for dinner
0: Ooh, that's a good idea because i've
1: really been craving it all day after having that nasty dirty turkey for dinner last night but anyways <laughs> closing out the wheelie house what do you think of all the claims there do you think it's haunted do you think it's not haunted
0: I think it's haunted but I don't think it's anything to be worried about
1: yeah I agree I feel like it's all very benevolent
0: it's not the Sally
1: it's not the Sally house (laughs) you could go to the Whaley house see some ghosts and come out completely unscathed by it Sally house if you go to the Sally house you're going to see some ghosts and they're going to fuck you up so Mm -hmm. it's over for you in the Sally Mm -hmm.
0: house it really is but no I think I'm totally down to visit this place
1: yeah Let's like
0: uh, this is one I'd be like okay, like I'd be list. okay going on a night tour. Like that's yeah. how okay with it I am.
1: Would you stay overnight?
0: Let's push it. In.
1: <laughs> Would you let them lock the doors?
0: Oh no! Okay, why? I feel like we've <laughs> talked about this before. The Haunt last What 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 other movies? I'm like why do people like the halloween resurrection like why are they like okay yeah we're going to lock the door like you that one here. really
1: why? why why did they lock the why? door because michael myers was out they know michael myers comes back every year so why are they locking mm-hmm. the door on themselves
0: it's ridiculous it's just it's
1: ridiculous that's an underrated gem everybody shits on that movie and i feel like it's my favorite out of all the Halloweens. <laughs>
0: oh see which is a mine real controversy. Is, mine will be oh, always <laughs> <laughs> i love it i don't hate i don't hate on it i love it but my favorite is h2o and it always will be h2o See
1: that one i feel like well okay out of all of the halloween movies that have ever been made that one ranks probably in like the middle of the pack for me
0: yeah do which watch when i people had this as controversial right here Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, isn't as bad as people say it is.
1: I have only seen that, like, one time, I think, and I don't really remember what it's about, other than... I
0: appreciate what John Carpenter was trying to do. Yeah. Because Halloween was only supposed to be a a one-time movie. Halloween was supposed to be, like, an anthology series, like what American Horror Story is. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just like, I appreciate it.
1: Like, A for effort, but...
0: You were ahead of me.
1: Minus for execution.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um yeah. So you you think it you think it's haunted?
1: Yeah, I think it's haunted, but I don't think it's anything to be scared of.
0: Exactly. Let's go. We agree. Two we'll hit up two hounds. We'll hit a Winchester and Whaley. A
1: double feature.
0: Double U feature.
1: (laughs) If if you all couldn't tell, that's my current favorite terminology, is double feature. Double
0: feature. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What did I want to mention?
1: How beautiful I am.
0: Yes, you are beautiful. Oh, don't forget to check out our TikTok page, guys, because our TikTok low-key, is low key. So we're funny. funny. We're beautiful. so funny.
1: I was so disappointed the other day when I posted that ghost one and it didn't pop off because I thought it was hilarious.
0: It was funny. <laughs> I
1: sat there and laughing at that for like 20 minutes in a row and I was like, whoa. I was like, either I'm really tired or that's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> And it only got like eleven likes. <laughs> I, I don't know, but you know what? What popped off was our uh, Thanksgiving turkey dinner taste test, the Brock's one. Oh, really? Let me see. That one got okay. 15. When I say popped off, I mean it. Like got like a,
0: <laughs> it got fifteen <laughs> views.
1: The Brox one, part one, got eight hundred and eighty-three views and twenty. Oh yeah part 2 did a little a little worse. It got 484 views and eight likes.
0: That's not bad.
1: Which all it was all us pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um no, what I was super sad didn't pop off. What our um when I was at your house a couple weeks ago when we oh, did that. Yeah. That one I thought we were so good.
1: I think I might have been no, I don't think I was banned when I posted that. I use freaking um, TikTok shadow banned all the time, and I don't know why because I don't post anything bad.
0: <laughs> I low key want to post that one on my per- my personal TikTok.
1: Do it, babe. <laughs> oh, no, that one wasn't banned. Okay. That
0: was good.
1: It just didn't. No, seriously. My journal videos that I post high key pop off. Yeah, they do. Because I'm an but artist. You
0: are an artist. but
1: perfect. Videos. Catch us coming to you in the future.
0: Yes, definitely. It's a you're on my top five list now, Whaley House. Yeah.
1: yeah. Violet, I will be your friend, sweetie, because I feel bad for you.
0: TJ, let's have a drink.
1: TJ is a baby, Bob. He can't drink.
0: <laughs> What's that TikTok? <laughs> like, do you want a beer? <laughs> you're so- Four years old. <laughs> <laughs> to Start with, with
1: Thomas Senior.
0: It's not if he's in wearing his, that fucking top, his top hat because <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> the shit out of me i don't (laughs) know what the top hats apparently are a new fear that have been unlocked
1: you guys can drink out of the top hat
0: (laughs) (laughs) no thank you that makes me think of the friday the 13th reboot where they drink out of that shoe
1: that's nasty
0: (laughs) i'd rather eat a deviled egg
1: All right,
0: what are your thoughts on today's topic did we miss anything We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew Train. (laughs) Choo-choo.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out.